Hello there, my friend, and welcome to the Ayurveda and Psychology podcast. I am Charlotte Skogsberg, your host for this podcast. I am enchanted to meet and to take you with me on this journey into the human psyche, viewed from the holistic approach of yoga and Ayurveda and viewed from the modern man approach of clinical psychology and psychoanalysis. So have something nice to drink next to you, maybe a cup of tea, have a seat, or go out for a nice walk in nature, maybe. Enjoy. In this episode, I want to talk to you about psychology. And I want to talk to you about why you need to feel sadness. It's actually quite essential for you to be able to feel sad. The reason that you might experience numbness is actually because you are not allowing yourself to feel sad. What do I mean by numbness? Well... The word itself, numb, when we talk about it in a more physical sense, is of course when there's a part of your body that just doesn't seem to be sensitive to external signals. For instance, if you have hurt your hand and by smashing a a door on it, for instance, you know, I just don't know why I got that idea as an example, but let's just take that one as an example. Then, of course, first you feel the pain, but then what happens is that while it's healing, you might experience a period of numbness where you don't actually feel your fingers very well because, well, basically because the nerves have been damaged somehow maybe in the accident, right? So numbness in itself is basically the incapacity to... um, feel. So when we talk about emotional numbness, what does that look like? Well, it's uh, the fact that we can't feel really anything. Um, Now, many of us who haven't really tuned into what it means to feel might not necessarily relate to emotional numbness when I speak about it, even though for sure you have experienced it, because I would say that most probably everyone has. So what does that very often look like if I would take a more concrete example? Well, for instance, it would be, let's say that you're in a situation where you would imagine that you would feel quite strong, positive emotions. But Actually, you're having this sensation that you're a little bit out of the experience. You can see what's happening and that there is something positive happening, um, but you're not really capable of living it, of feeling it in every fiber of your being. Myself, I find that I see this often when people are observing something beautiful in nature, like for instance, let's say a sunset, and they can't actually really be with the sunset and absorb the experience. Instead, they will need to take a photo, and as soon as they've taken the photo, they will create some kind of caption or some kind of story 
they will think of some words to put in it that makes it look better and they will post it and then more or less for the rest of that sunset they will be either mentally or even physically occupied with seeing if there are any likes so if people have reacted to their post they were not capable of just sitting with the beautiful sight and enjoying it absorbing it feeling in themselves the sensations and the emotions that a sunset can bring to you for me i see that as numbness i would even say that it's almost a little bit as if there's an anxiety created inside of us deep down that we're not of course aware of at all but that triggers a behavior in us of wanting to record because if we're not recording what's happening how can we be sure that it actually did happen so we're not really there i don't know if that makes sense to you what i'm saying and for me anyway this in itself is a manifestation of emotional numbness and beyond that numbness emotional numbness is of course as well what we see let's say in a conflict between two people when there's too much emotions happening and they will react in um often one of two ways so one would be to completely disconnect disengage from um the situation by just ignoring the other person or even just stopping the situation and walk away or the situation or the conflict um and the other one could also be actually in a way to kind of enhance by beginning to hmm, now this might create some uh comments from you but actually it could even be the fact of triggering an um emotional state in the other person by beginning to cry if this crying is not um authentic that is of course okay and that can be very difficult obviously to decipher so let's not even go in on that one i just wanted to make a little bit of a topic on the fact that emotional numbness is not always as one dimensional or as easy as we might imagine because then we can easily also say that it's not something for us and i do actually think that most of us um experience this because it's basically a a defense mechanism as well so anyway to go into why we need to feel the sadness then well that's basically because the the reason that we do numb ourselves is because originally what felt like a negative emotion was something that we were taught was not good to feel so we pushed it away and we numbed out out emotions basically which is also of course why many of us are so attracted to this idea of pure positive focus it sounds very appealing of course to us and um that's also why that's kind of like this loophole in the spiritual world um we only really want to feel the juicy nice feelings the happy the cozy the abundance and you know all of that So of course when we're being told that that's what you should do in order to achieve happiness you will of course try that and then you notice that for some reason it's not really working of course 
positive focus works. If we focus positively, we will attract more of what we are focusing on. It's like the saying, where your attention goes, energy flows. Naturally, if I focus on something, that is what I will see and that's what my experience will be. It's a little bit like the idea that I've spoken about before, I think, not in the podcast though, um, but about I'm um, buying a red car, a red Volvo, and all of a sudden, or I have not maybe even bought it yet, but I've decided I'm going to buy it, and all of a sudden it's as if everyone has a red Volvo. That's all I see, and it's our selective um, perception, basically, that comes in. So don't get me wrong on the positive focus not working. It does, but the thing is, we will still have the nagging feeling of emptiness in the background. Because the pure positive focus is not something that you need to um, force or struggle in order to get. It's actually the most natural state that we could be in. Pure positive focus and happiness is what our natural state is. Which is why we shouldn't have to struggle or to focus so much in order to be there. And that's not a rule that someone once decided we should put there so that people will struggle in order to understand it or to make you feel fake. It is actually because you're not supposed to numb out your emotions originally. Okay? Every time you have the sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach or in your heart, that heaviness or the tightness, and you find a way to not think about it, you are pushing the possibility of natural, pure, positive focus even further away. So naturally, the only way to find your way back is to allow for the sinking feeling to come to the surface. I'm thinking typically of situations where you are waiting. You're waiting for someone or you're waiting for something to happen or you're just waiting you know, for the rain to stop or whatever and it sneaks up on you. It's either a thought that comes just into your mind or there's this memory that just comes up and it triggers something inside of you, like anxiety or loneliness, something fearful. Without even noticing what you're doing, you will instantly change your focus away from it, okay? So you will look away, you'll take a deep breath or, you know, you pull out your phone and you do this, of course, every day, like all the time. If you would be able to have someone filming you without yourself knowing it, you could be able to trace many times, I think, in one same day that you do this. But it might even be much more conscious as well. It might be the typical narrative in your mind that you get so fed up with. So the criticizing, the, the, the negative self-talk. And it goes on and on in your mind and... It's either about, you know, worrying about the future or thinking about the things from the past. You're worried about your physical health, what your body looks like. Are you attractive to someone else? Um, why are you lonely? Why are your parents always, you know, asking you about um, how successful you are or whatever it can be, right? It's the, the broken record. What do you do in those moments? You say to yourself, oh, I can't be bothered with this in one way or another. And you try to find something to distract yourself with so you're not focusing on it too much. 
Okay, so it's that same actually situation as what I started out with, with uh, you know something very beautiful that we can't really be with. So we have to find a way to kind of detach from it in the situation. That anxiousness actually that comes to the surface that makes us take action is some kind of emptiness or numbness. And what this can do, not necessarily for everyone, not necessarily all the time, but for sure there are moments when we're perpetuating this kind of state. So basically what that looks like is that we're constantly distracting ourselves, right, with anything that is not in our direct perception. And so when that happens so regularly, it kind of creates this feeling of derealization, I want to say. Basically, it feels as if nothing is real. As if there's a distance between your heart and what you're perceiving with your eyes. As if they're not connecting, as if they're not the messages going in between the two. And I would say that most of us can relate to what I'm saying. Not every day, not all the time, but we know it. And that is the reason we can't just go straight into the pure positive focus. Because there's a whole process into start to feel things again. And of course, it begins with the more difficult side because the emotions that we started by locking out or pushing away are not the fuzzy um, butterflies and rainbows and unicorn kind of feelings but of course they're the ones that felt negative to us. We can't choose to not feel certain things and just others. That's only what a superhuman would be able to do I guess even though a superhuman human would not want that because the superhuman would be able to integrate it all, would be able to sit with it all, actually. So we've pushed away both the positive and the negative, which means that in order to begin to actually feel present with things, to not feel numb, to see really the, the beauty in the rose, what we need to do is to knock on the door that's been locked and we need to start with allowing for where we first blocked it out to speak to us. So it's a question of reconnecting with that really genuine, authentic lightness in your heart. In order to be so light in your heart, you need to reactivate all the emotions, feel the feels. This does not mean <clears throat> that you have to start uh, to dress in black and use eyeliner and listen to heavy metal. You don't have to be emo. The only thing that you really need to do is to be present enough so that when the trigger happens, that means when the narrative in your mind is coming up with the thoughts that are linked to this feeling that is negative that you don't enjoy, you need to be able to stay present with it and you need to be able to actually tap into what that feeling is truly saying to you and by that I mean imagine yourself standing in the supermarket and there's a four-year-old pulling your sleeve while you're desperately trying to ignore them and listen to the cashier behind the counter instead you also know that if you would actually stop what you're doing and then turn around sit down 
at the same level as the four-year-old and ask, what is it that you're trying to tell me? The four-year-old will actually stop pulling and it will instead say, I want the lollipop that you've hidden in your bag. And it's the same thing with your heart, with your emotions. Instead of pushing the thoughts and emotions away, like some something you just don't want to deal with right now, you need to be able to turn around, squat down and say, what are you trying to tell me? Actually, there is one um, practice I personally find extremely beneficial for this. And this is also the reason why so many of us out there feel like they can't do it. And that is meditation. Because basically, it is really hard to learn to become present with the emotion, since we are such a on automatic mode very often where we just you know keep moving without really being present in what we're moving in but instead of being present in a thought that is already somewhere else however if you would make yourself be still and then switch off your let's say other sense organs by closing your eyes by being still by closing your ears I want to say even then you don't really have anywhere to go when the emotion submerge, when it comes to the surface. And then is, of course, the perfect moment to then sit with it and be like, okay, so what, what is this emotion telling me? And I know that that might sound abstract to those of you who've never really practiced it. And the only thing I can say to you is, well, you just have to do it. And maybe on the first time it won't work, maybe on the fifth time it won't work, but it will. Because you know what? That emotion comes from inside of you, which means that its message is already clear to you. You just haven't practiced it for such a long time that it's hard to to know. It really is like that dream that most of us have had at some point in our life that we're being chased. And there's a lot of people who have of years and years and years, those dreams, that, they, that they're being chased by something. And you might have already heard that the advice that is given to you is to stop in the dream and turn to face what's chasing you in order to make that dream stop. And that's actually true. It does actually work because the nightmare ends when you do so. So if there's one thing really that I want you to take with you, from this little chat is this. To feel joy, you need to connect to your true feelings again. And it can only start where you first began disconnecting from them. So it has to start with the feelings you don't like. To let them speak to you, you need to treat them like that four-year-old. And you know what? It might even have been around that age that you first learned to push them away. So don't be discouraged. Don't be frustrated. I know it might seem like it's inaccessible to us when we've never really been on that journey. But I promise you, first of all, like I said, when you realize that it's your emotions, then actually You've created them, which means that you're the only one who could truly decipher them, understand them as well. And then also, remember that, you know, you've practiced the opposite, so the pushing away of them for so many years. 
that it would be a true miracle if all of a sudden, just like that, you would be capable of reading into them straight away. I would be so interested in hearing your experience with these kind of situations. Or even just your struggle with feeling numb or how to connect again to sensations. I really truly invite you to get in touch with me directly, whether it's on social media through the direct messaging or even via email at charlotte at yogisha.com. Because after all, never forget that on the other side of that phone screen that you have or on the other side of the ear pod in your ear, there is actually real human being speaking into the mind. So I'd love to hear from you. Peace out. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this podcast and this episode. I am very grateful. If you enjoyed this and you think that other people could enjoy this, please help me to spread the word share this episode on any channel that you have of social media or messaging. And even more so, I would really appreciate if you know one other person who might benefit from my words today specifically. Take that one minute it takes to simply share this episode with one person. Remember that there's a human being on the other side of your phone, of your earpods of this microphone and I would love to hear your thoughts on what I've been talking about so please leave a comment send me a message directly if you wish this is Charlotte this is me see you next time namaste